Hello, star seeds, and welcome to Friday, November 11th, 2022. This is date is 11 11 22. So we've got triple master numbers there with 11 11, and then 22 itself is also a master number. Um, this is also happy birthday. Happy anniversary to the Rooted in Starlight podcast. This is her first year anniversary. Uh, and after this week, trust me, I'm like, whoo, I made it. I made it to a year. Okay. Um, I am going to be doing a separate episode about the year anniversary uh, because I have something uh, a little different that I wanted to do with that instead of um, just doing a, um, you know, montage of uh, what the year was like. Um, but I did want to definitely make sure that part of why this episode's being released on Friday, November 11th, is because of it being the anniversary uh, for the podcast. So I wanted to make sure that I got it out on that um, on this auspicious day, so to speak. Um, and it is the end of one of the most active cosmic weeks of the year. Uh, I certainly hope that everyone has been able to make it through um, either the blessings, um, because yes, you could have been someone that's been in a position where there was just abundance coming at you at all levels, uh, and in all directions. Um, but you may have also been someone who was just feeling stressed or anxious or worried or fearful. Um, you might've just had, um, you might be someone that's just coming off a week where you just felt like your patience was at the thinnest that it's ever been. Um, and that really was everything that was going on with the planets. Um, and especially with them being in these fixed signs, this solar, I mean, this lunar eclipse was in Taurus. Um, it was conjunct Uranus, which is obviously the planet of surprises and shock and revolution and also genius and maverick and, you know, wanting to, um, you know, come up with something that is, you know, unique and original. So, you know, however that um, fell out for you, laid out for you, um, hopefully, it was something that now that we've come to the end of the week, you've been able to either with journaling or meditation. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, outdoors and uh, literally this morning was just standing in under a tree so that I could be standing on dirt because I just really wanted to be grounding myself. Um, today, November 11th, we do have one of the last um, challenging aspects, which is the sun is squaring Saturn today. Um, so if you are a Leo or a Leo rising, the sun is your um, ruler. If you're a Leo, 
if you're a Leo rising, the sun is one of your chart rulers. Um, and so when the sun's doing anything with any other planet, you feel it. Um, with Saturn, that conversation normally can end up uh, being, you know, something where they're just kind of sitting down and saying, okay, here's the real, real. Um, and then you're starting to pull out like, oh, this is looking this way. And I thought it was this or, um, and so you can also, when the sun is squaring Saturn, um, have some low energy. So that could be something where you might find that your energy might be fluctuating today. You might've started out the day feeling really tired. Um, and then your energy may pick up as the day goes on. Um, but yeah, you might just be feeling really tired from all the squares and oppositions that we were dealing with throughout the week. Um, I did, um, in the last episode that I had posted about whether it was going to be in November to remember, um, I did put in uh, all the specific aspects. So I don't want to, co- I don't want to cover those because what I wanted to do um, with this uh, short episode was just cover some of what we're going into next week and how the energy is going to be shifting I know I'm actually starting to feel that energy shift a bit today. Um, And I did, I have been saying that the fixed signs, this is just an intense year. If you are a Taurus, a Scorpio, a Leo, or an Aquarius. Aquarius, you've been going at it the last couple years because you've had Saturn in your sign. Um, And Saturn right now is in the last... um, you know, kind of the last home stretch of um, what it wants to accomplish in Aquarius, because it will be moving into Pisces in March of 2023. Um, And again, I will be starting um, episodes about what 2023 looks like, because there are some huge um, energy shifts with that because of the fact that you're going to have Saturn shift uh, moving into a new sign. We will have Pluto moving into a new sign, but Pluto is going to be just giving us a taste of what it would be like in a new sign because Pluto will move into Aquarius in 2023. And then at one point it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn. Um, Pluto has definitely, I think we can all say since 2008, which is when Pluto first moved into Capricorn, which was that global recession. Um, You know, the United States, the housing market collapsed and I actually lost a job um, in that. And I just remembered when it happened that I was like, oh, this is what Pluto and Capricorn is going to be like. Um, And it certainly has. I mean, it has gone through every level um, that Capricorn, every every structure that Capricorn would normally touch. And it has done whatever it could to be restructuring, uh, tearing it down. Um, So I am sure that since 2008, that everyone on some level has gone through some changes um, with their careers, with the way they handle money, 
Um, you know, Capricorn is, is one of those signs. It's an earth sign like Taurus. And so it wants to build. Um, Capricorn's another sign that likes to do a, a more slow and steady. Uh, Capricorn has a lot of patience. And so it's willing to, um, you know, keep at it and keep at it. Um, but with Pluto, there just really was a um, seismic shift in, in the way things have been unfolding. And and then obviously the planets as they were meeting, meeting up with uh, Pluto over the years, uh, just uh, adding to that. So we have, though, coming up this week, some um, some more favorable aspects um, and and you know squares are one of those aspects that they're challenging, but it's normally where you find the growth and where you can find what you're made of. Um, it is definitely a square um, is definitely and certainly depending on the planets. Um, but this week, the fact that we had the Sun and Venus and Mercury all squaring Saturn um, throughout the week, um, you know, it really was a week where you had to be digging down, um, digging down deep, so to speak, and finding your reserves. Um, so I do remember in my last episode that I was saying, like, get out in nature um, and you know, hopefully many of you were able to, um, hopefully we're wishing all our Floridian citizens, um, wellness and safety. As we know that this, uh, unusual hurricane that, um, blew through there is now coming up the Eastern seaboard. So here in Philadelphia, we're getting remnants of that. And it's interesting because when I realized that it was going to be a, rainy day today, I thought, I thought, well, that's kind of appropriate because I just feel like it's going to be rain that's just going to wash away any of the tense energy um, or this, just this heightened energy um, that's had everyone operating, you know, at, you know, either breakneck speed or, you know, just kind of in an uneasy state. Um, And so I think that you know, anyone that's going to be in areas where you're going to be getting rain, uh, it may be beneficial to just be looking at it as, you know, a nice cleansing to kind of reset um, as we continue on with closing out this year. And, um, you know, like I said, hopefully, you know, coming up, we've got, you know, some aspects that the energy will just seem lighter, and, and and not necessarily as stressful. Um, and that's going to begin on Saturday the 12th. We will have Mercury trining Neptune. And keep in mind that for Scorpio, which is the season we are in, we right now have the Sun, Venus, and Mercury all in the sign of Scorpio. They are all traveling fairly close together. Um, the sun is at 18 degrees of Scorpio. Uh, Mercury is at 20 degrees and Venus is at 23 degrees. And so you can tell from that, that they are literally 
only five degrees apart of each other. And um, so that is part of why this energy is heightened as it is, is because they are our personal planets and they're having these interactions, you know, this week, you know, they've been dealing either with um, Uranus and Taurus where they were opposing um, in oppositions to that planet or this squaring that they've been doing with Saturn throughout the week. Um, And so now that we're finishing up with that, um, you know, you still may feel some remnants of that, um, you know, on the 12th. You know, I don't want to be making it seem like it's a Cinderella story where at the stroke of midnight tonight, all is done and all will be well. Um, Because with an eclipse that doesn't happen to begin with. Um, I think what's going to be helpful as we go into next week is that with some of the trines and sextiles that we have, we're going to be in a situation to be able to kind of see, oh, what did that eclipse do for me? Was it revelations? Was there some kind of tangible thing that took place in your life? Um, how is it that the eclipse spoke to you and what was it asking of you and that you sometimes need a little distance, um, to understand and really be working with. Um, and so then I think with these aspects that are going to happen, we're going to have, um, Mercury and Venus and the sun all trying Neptune between Saturday the 12th and uh, I believe Monday the 14th. Um, And then they will also then start having trines with Jupiter. And remember that both Neptune and now Jupiter are in the sign of Pisces. Um, Jupiter is back in, in its traditional home sign It is also where um, Jupiter uh, really can extend blessings. Um, And so I think that's one of the things uh, that's going to be helpful is that this may be, this week that's coming up may be this opportunity to kind of understand what is it, what directions may have changed, what information might have come up. Um, the one thing with Neptune, uh, Neptune's an interesting planet because Neptune is the ruler of Pisces. And so right now you've got Jupiter and Neptune, both in Pisces again, and both are the co-rulers of the sign Pisces. Um, so what's great about that is they obviously feel very much at home with where they're at. Uh, Jupiter is at 29 degrees of Pisces, which is a very uh, powerful degree in any sign. Um, So I feel like once we start having the trines to Jupiter this week, this upcoming week, then you're also going to probably see some real shifts in whether it's, um, you know, information or resources that you need or relationships that you're in. Um, I think you may then start seeing some things really kind of break open um, and then even some more understanding um, because the sign of Pisces, again, is all about faith and and belief and and wanting us to trust in the universe and trust the universe has a plan. Um, and so I feel that the trines that are going to be taking place 
The Mercury and Neptune trine happens on Saturday the 12th, um, and that's at 1.36 p.m. Um, and again, I'm giving you Eastern times. Um, and that is one of those aspects where I feel like what you're going to, again, be finding is that there is going to be this opportunity to, you know, really kind of understand what you may have been experiencing this week and kind of have a little bit of distance with it. Um, and with Neptune, what Neptune likes to do is work with us in a way where it can strengthen our belief that the universe is always working in our favor because that sometimes, depending on what is going on in your life, realistically, that is not always a thought that can be held 24-7, 365 days um, out of the year because we are all humans. And so, you know, the, the ebb and flow of our emotions are real and we need to honor that. Um, and so one of the things that Neptune likes to do when it's working with the planets is be able to come in and say, oh, you know, let's just, you know, get rid of this particular situation or let's just get rid of this particular mindset. Um, and so on the, on the very, um, you know, positive and highest spectrum that Neptune can operate, that is what it does. It helps restore your faith that you are here and that it isn't just some, you know, random direction or random path that you're on, that there really is a cohesive mosaic that you are building. And that even when you don't fully understand what it is, that there will be times in your life where that clarity will be there. Um, Neptune is also a very creative sign. And so one of the things that I'd like with the Mercury trining Neptune is that that is a great time um, if there's any kind of uh, creative uh, things that you're interested in doing, especially with that happening on a Saturday, uh, that's a great time to really just take some time out and see what you want to um, create. And that could be including baking or cooking, making your favorite sauce or your favorite soup. Um, you know, I think it's just really about being able to say, you know, do I want to spend some time, you know, meditating? Do I want to spend, you know, some time journaling? Do I want to do, you know, some kind of uh, oracle pull? Or do I just want to soak in the tub? Um, do I just want to listen to music? Because those kind of things will really help um, activate and, and um, you know, inspire you. And that is sometimes where you can get some of your best ideas. And so I feel like that's one of the things with this trine that's going to be happening. Um, that it's, and I almost feel like it's, it's what's going to open the door for the upcoming week. Um, and so then we have a busy Sunday, the 13th, because the other thing that's going to be happening other than the trines that the Sun, Venus, and Mercury are going to be making to Neptune is they will also be making sextiles to Pluto. Um, and so we will have Venus begin that, um, and she'll be doing a sextile to Pluto 
on Sunday the 13th. And then we have some nice aspects with the moon that day as well, because we have the moon trining the sun um, on Sunday, which is great because <laughs> that's the day the sun rules. So I feel like there's something nice about that. And then we have the moon also trining Neptune and trining Mercury. And so Sunday, I just feel like this weekend is almost this weekend where it's whatever you need to do to recharge uh, and to recalibrate yourself that, that the, what any part of the weekend that you can make a me part to really take time out and do that, make sure that you're doing something for yourself, um, that really is helping energize and, and, um, you know, recharge your battery, um, and, and your creativity and your energy, Um, and I think that's going to work out really nice if you really take some time for that on, um, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then we move into Monday, um, and then Monday we have Mercury having its sextile with Pluto. Now, one of the things about these sextiles to keep in mind is that with Pluto, Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio. And so I feel that what is going to be interesting with this, the Venus and Mercury and Sun sextiling Pluto and a sextile is normally something where you'll get a little nugget of something, whether it's information, whether it's some kind of resource, whether someone kind of pops up into your life that you weren't expecting, um, and then it's about, well, what are, what are you able to do with that? Um, and what's interesting with this being, um, these sextiles being with Pluto is that Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio. Um, and so there, I feel on some level, again, like I said, I feel like this upcoming week is where there's going to be a little bit of distance that's really going to help you understand, oh, that's what this eclipse was about, or, oh, that's what these squares with Saturn were about. This is what that, what just seemed like pressure to me. That's what this was. It was trying to get me to, to, it was trying to nudge me to, you know, move in this direction or trying to nudge me to think about this idea or to look at this, you know, you know, at a particular situation or a particular relationship with a different perspective and a different mindset. Um, and so I think you're going to really see some of that happening as we move, um, you know, deeper into this week, especially with the, the sextile that is happening with these, um, again, three personal planets that they're going to be making with Pluto. Um, and then we also have on the 14th, we have the sun trining Neptune, <coughs> And so one of the things, the only caution with the trines to Neptune that you need to be careful of is that sometimes that can be where the idealism or the rose-colored glasses can take effect. Um, and your the challenge with a trine to Neptune, trines are, are the most favorable aspect they're called the nature of Jupiter because it's almost like this gift 
from the universe. They almost want to just bring something into your life. Um, and so what can happen sometimes is it can happen in areas of your life where you might have ease to begin with. And so the trine itself can be something that's coming into your life and you might not even notice it. Um, sextiles, you notice it. And then what happens is in that particular conversation, the planets are asking, what do you want to do with this? And that's normally the conversation that takes place with a trine. I mean, with a sextile, excuse me. But with a trine, what normally happens is that conversation is, oh, here, I want you to have this. Um, and so sometimes what can happen is that can come into your life so easily that you might not even notice it depending on what it is. So depending on where it is impacting you in your chart, that is something to um, be on the lookout for. Um, and then as we move on into this week, we start having on the um, the 15th is when we start having the trines happen with Jupiter. And so the first trine that happens is Venus will trine Jupiter um, at 4.36 a.m. Uh, this aspect actually happened in July. Uh, I believe it was the 31st, actually, of July. But it definitely was the end of July. It was literally like the last couple days of July. So if you can think back to then, other than the unbearable heat, think back to then, depending on where you lived, um, and see what might have been going on. It might have been just, you know, a weekend where you just had a great weekend um, where, you know, things were opening up for you in ways that you weren't expecting. Um, and so this uh, can be very similar to that kind of a trine. Um, and so I just wanted to, to be helping you have some kind of, uh, mile marker to get an idea of what that might look like. Making to Jupiter the 15th, this is one of the last, um, things that she'll do while she's in Scorpio. One of the things that's really nice too, is to keep in mind that, so these trines that are happening between the sun um, Venus and Mercury, uh, that are taking place with both Neptune and Jupiter. These are water trines. And so I just feel again, like this is that element of, you know, just trying to have like a cooling off period after such an intense week and, and also helping us, um, I feel on some level, like helping us understand intuitively what messages um, may have come from um, this week that we are uh, bringing to a close between the, you know, not only the lunar eclipse, but, you know, with the conversations between um, Saturn um, and the planets with the squares, and then obviously the opposition that uh, Uranus in Taurus was having with the Sun, Venus, and Mercury um, over those uh, two days of the 8th and the ninth, while we were going through the lunar eclipse. 
Um, and keep in mind that also included the North Node because Venus, the Sun, and Mercury also opposed between the 8th and the 9th, the North Node. Um, and so we get to the 15th. Well, we I mean, we start having these trines with the 12th, and then the 15th is this really nice one between Venus and Jupiter. Remember, Venus and Jupiter are uh, what we call the uh, benefics in astrology. So they are the two are two planets that are kind of like always wanting to be right there to help us out in some way. And so with that kind of a trine, the big thing to watch for the 15th and the moon will be in Leo. Um, it will move into Leo on the 14th. Um, so we'll have a Leo moon and we will have, um, the trine taking place at, and again, this is Eastern time, 4.36 a.m. Um, and so one of the things that I think is really nice about that, but you want to be careful with, is that it's Venus and Jupiter. So you just want to be on the lookout. This could be relationships. This could be financial. Um, it could just be extra resources that you need. Uh, it could actually be some kind of help where maybe right now you're in a situation where it looks like, oh, this is this is turning out to be a dead end or this is turning out not to be a great idea. This ter is turning out to be something I shouldn't have pursued. Um, and this trine between Venus and uh, Jupiter on the 15th um, with the sun and with the moon in Leo, I feel is going to be a really nice opportunity to um, provide something that is going to make it um, be able to make it work for you, whatever it is that um, that would be. And again, this would be depending on where you've got Scorpio in your chart and where you have Pisces in your chart. Um, and then right after that trine, on the 16th, Venus moves into Sagittarius. We will have the third quarter moon taking place on the 16th as well. Um, Venus in Sagittarius is going to want to be social. Um, you have to keep in mind her coming out of Scorpio, her, her journey through Scorpio is very much that journey of the underworld because Venus's home is in Taurus. And so Scorpio is the sign opposite Taurus, which means she's the furthest away from home. Um, and so moving into uh, Sagittarius for her is going to be almost this breath of fresh air. Um, and what's interesting is that with the moon being in Leo, that is a fire sign. So there is that, um, you know, uh, fire signs are known for um, the intuition, the inspiration, uh, bringing light. And so I think there's something that's really nice about the moon being in the fire sign of Leo as um, Venus moves into Sagittarius. And depending on your time zone, that is either the 15th or the 16th of November, because on the um, in, with Eastern time, it will be at 109 in the morning. So obviously for West Coast and other time zones, it will be falling either uh, the day before or later in the day, certainly of the 16th. And then 
on the 16th, then the last thing that Mercury will do is trine Jupiter that day. So Mercury will be trining Jupiter on the 16th, and that's 10.43 a.m. Um, and so keep in mind that the trines that they will be doing um, for Venus and, um, and Mercury will be happening at uh, 28, 29 degrees because that's where Jupiter is. Uh, Jupiter is in Pisces and he is retrograde along with Neptune. And that might be the only caveat just to be aware of that Jupiter is retrograde. So um, both Mercury and Venus are going to have the strength and more of the energetic um, power with these trines um, because of the fact that both of those planets are in direct motion. Um, but for, for Jupiter being retrograde in one of his home signs, uh, that in itself, it's not as difficult. So it's, it's just that, um, you want to, you might need to be more aware of whatever the blessing might be or whatever the gift might be, um, so that you don't miss out on that. Um, and again, Venus will be moving into Sagittarius. Uh, and I think that's, um, that's a great, um, sign. That's a great, uh, sign for her. The energy is going to be about wanting to socialize, uh, possibly traveling, um, which is perfect because it's literally going to be the week before we start, uh, the Thanksgiving, um, holiday, uh, travel in the States. So she's going to be in perfect placement there. Um, and then we have, Again, Mercury will be trining Jupiter as one of his last things to do while he's in Scorpio on um, the 16th. And then on the 17th, Mercury moves into Sagittarius. Now, one of the things that's interesting is it's, it's um, I feel like it is uh, helpful for us that Venus and Mercury are traveling together because the two of them can actually feed off of each other's energy. And I say that because our only, um, our only caveat with Mercury moving into Sagittarius is that Mercury is going to be now taking the position that Venus had while she was in Scorpio in that Mercury will be furthest from his home in Sagittarius. So he won't be as strong because his home is Gemini. Um, and so moving into Sagittarius, what can happen sometimes for Mercury is that he can get really into the, you know, the big ideas, big inspirations, big plans. And Mercury likes to, Mercury works best when he's working with the details and being able to focus and, and set out a plan that he wants to be able to follow through. So for, for him in Sagittarius, we just need to have um, just a little bit of caution on expectations. You don't want them getting, you know, a little too high or thinking that, you know, you're, especially with the holiday season upon us, you don't want to be basically what we would say biting off more than you can handle which is very easy to do 
once we get into, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas um, season. Um, and so that is almost, I feel like one of the things just to be aware of for that. Um, and then we have on the 18th, the sun having its sextile with Pluto. Um, and again, I feel like this is going to be something where, um, you know, both the sun and Pluto for the sun, he is obviously the sun God, Lord of light. And then you have Pluto as Lord of the underworld. And I feel like with the sextile, the, the conversation and the energy is going to be more about an exchange of what it is that is needed. And again, providing some kind of answers or revelations for what has been taking place this week. Um, and I think that's something that you're really going to see with the sun and Pluto having their sextile. Um, I think there's going to be obviously support there. There's going to be the ability to get things done. Um, especially if you were having difficulty with that this week. Again, the only thing to keep in mind while we're going to be shifting energies from oppositions and squares into trines and sextiles, which are, you know, these really, you know, helpful aspects uh, in astrology. The one thing to keep in mind is that we do still have Mercury. I mean, we do still have Mars in Gemini retrograde. Um, and that really does feel like, especially if you have planets in Gemini, if you are a Gemini rising, if you are a Gemini, um, unless you have Mars retrograde in your chart, uh, in Gemini, everyone else is probably feeling like this is a little more about, um, having a Mercury retrograde. Um, you know, there can be things that are going, you know, awry, things that are kind of just breaking down. Um, so just keep, just bear that in mind as, you know, you, you know, you're still dealing with that energy. Um, and I'm going to be just, you know, consistently kind of bringing that up because that's going to be taking place through January of next year. So what that means is that we will have Mars retrograde in Gemini. Gemini rules the third house. Um, and so that's going to be, you know, active during the holiday season. And so I think it's just good to be mindful of that even as this, you know, the energy that we're under right now lightens up, you might start feeling a little um, better about the way things are. You just, you yourself might physically just start feeling less stressful or less um, way down. Um, and, um, and I think that's going to be the big shift for us, but just keeping in mind that with Mars in retrograde, we just want to continue to be, um, present minded about things that we want to be doing. Um, I'm going to be wrapping it up there other than I do want to mention that, um, because I did say that there's going to be the trines for Venus and Mercury and the sun with Jupiter. The sun's trine with Jupiter takes place on the 20th. And I'll talk more about that um, 
in the next episode. Um, but we do have the Venus trine with Jupiter happening um, this week on the this coming week on the fifteenth, and then our Mercury trine with Jupiter happening on the sixteenth, um, and then our sextile with Pluto and the Sun takes place on the eighteenth, um, and so that is where I'm going to leave it right now, um, and then again I'll be doing I'll probably be doing a little another episode with some of this, because I do want to do a little more with um, Venus in Sagittarius and uh, Mercury in Sagittarius. Obviously, the sun will be moving into Sagittarius on the 22nd of um, November. Uh, and so again, at you know, they will uh, be traveling together. Uh, and so today, what was interesting is, you know, we have that 11, 11, 22. And keep in mind that when the sun moves into Sagittarius, that date is 11-22-22. So that's going to be another powerhouse day, especially uh, numerology speaking wise. So, and I'll actually put a little more on that with uh, online because um, that is something to definitely, if it's something that you can use to help um, facilitate something that you're working on, it's definitely um, something to, to work with. Uh, that is going to be it for right now for this episode. Like I said, I will have another separate episode about the year anniversary for Rooted in Starlight um, and what what um, what that has meant um, for me. I'm going to be doing that, obviously, in a little different way, uh, being that... I'm an astrologer and my podcast is about astrology. Um, I just feel like there's a, um, an interesting way that I want to do that. And so I will post that episode uh, separately. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone who has tuned in over the past year. I want to thank all of you who are tuning in on a regular basis to listen to these episodes. Uh, I have to say that I'm certainly glad that for this year, eclipse season is over. Um, and so I think that even for me, the energy is already starting to, uh, feel a little lighter and, and shifting some. Um, so I look forward to what I will be able to be bringing you. Um, there will be a season three and I actually will be kicking that off probably next month. Um, but I would do... Uh, and I'll have more on that as well. Um, but again, I, I'm very, very grateful for those of you that have been tuning in and allowing me to share my voice and, um, you know, my vision um, of what what it is that I feel and the way I feel that I connect uh, with the planets Um and I hope that on some level that I have been able to provide you not only with information that has made sense, but also, um, most importantly, guidance that's helped you understand like, oh, hey, yeah, it's not me. <laughs> it's the cosmos. Um, and, and hopefully tips that have helped, you know, get you through some of the more uh, powerful energetic times that we have had. 
because we will have to be doing more tips in 2023 as we definitely have some real signature energy shifts that are going to be taking place with some of these planets. Um, And so that being said, I want to thank everyone again from the bottom of my heart for inviting me into your heart and um, into your home and, and, you know, checking me out. Uh, If you are, if you're interested in following me on Facebook, you can follow me on Facebook under Rooted in Starlight. And you can also follow me under Trisha Morrissey. On Instagram, you can find me at trisha.morrissey.31. And if you are interested in uh, information on um, the natal chart reading or on having a uh, calendar to follow along with these cosmic happenings, you can email me um, at rootedinstarlight, that is all one word, at gmail.com. And you can also email me if you have any um, additional questions concerning the astrology and the things that I bring up on um, the show. And if you um, have any questions about anything that's been covered here and you're following me on Facebook or Instagram, feel free to uh, DM me and I will definitely get back to you with responses to your questions. And remember, reach high for the stars lie hidden in your soul. Thank you, everyone.